0: Welcome to the Jazz Shapers podcast from Mishkondarea. What you're about to hear was originally broadcast on Jazz FM. However, the music has been cut or shortened due to rights issues.
1: This is Jazz Shapers with Elliot Moss on Jazz FM. Listening, colour. In partnership with Mish It's business, but it's personal.
0: Good morning, this is Jazz Shapers. It's where the shapers of business join the shapers of jazz, soul, and blues. My guest today, I'm very pleased to is Jenny Biggum, co founder and CEO of The Seven Stars, the UK's largest independent media agency. Stubbornly against going to university, Jenny says she entered the industry by sheer fluke. When the school careers advisor told her only the advertising or retail industries would accept her without a degree, Jenny fired off letters to both and soon found herself at a small marketing agency in Soho. I started off making tea and coffee, she said, trying to learn the ropes. After roles at Zenith Media and as director at Media Buying Giant Carrot, Jenny quit her job to co-found the Seven Stars in 2005. As she says, I'd been at Carrot for over a decade – While the big media agencies had all the benefits of scale and resources, they didn't always offer the best service or the smartest thinking. The Seven Stars was built by spurning tradition. They started by ditching job titles to create a completely flat and open structure, and they introduced equal profit share, meaning co-founders and school leavers get the same bonus. They also banned bureaucracy and unnecessary paperwork, including holiday forms. As Jenny says, staff get unlimited holidays – Whether you want to take time off for a new baby, a honeymoon, a trip around India, or a floristry course, the policy is the same. Take as much time as you need. Sounds pretty good. I'll be applying for a job soon. People are judged on their output, she says, not how much time they spend in the office. We'll be talking to Jenny in a few minutes about all this and her passion for workplace culture that's led to the seven stars being listed in the Sunday Times Best Companies to Work For consistently for the last six years. Also in Jazz Shapers today, we have brilliant music from amongst others, Tony Bennett, Lady Gaga, and Art Pepper. Before all that, here's Junior Wells with What My Mama Told Me. That was Junior Wells with What My Mama Told Me. Jenny Bigham is my business shaper here on Jazz Shapers and she is the co-founder and CEO of The Seven Stars. It's lovely to see you. Hello. Hi. It's very rare that people who are involved deeply in the media like you, who are behind many big brands, big clients, and you can see all of those on your website, get to do this, get to be centre stage, front stage, because usually it's your clients, isn't it?
2: Yeah, I suppose so, yeah. The um, media agency role particularly, I think, is you know something that the consumer and the rest of the world doesn't really see because our role really is to help advertisers work out which channels they should be using, which audiences they should be reaching and then we do the negotiation with the media owners so whether that's ITV, Facebook, Channel 4 whoever and that's that's the bit I suppose that you don't see. It's not we don't we're not really responsible for creating the ads that everyone sees. We're just responsible for making sure the right people see them at the right time in the right place.
0: But actually, that's a, a lot of money that's being invested. It's hundreds and hundreds of millions, if not probably towards a billion, I guess, under, under your management, as it were.
2: Yeah, our, our um, billings this year are around 400 million. So it's, yeah, it's a big responsibility when you look after that much of other people's money. So making sure it ends up in the right, being spent in the right way hmm. is absolutely a core responsibility for us.
0: I said earlier, it was sheer fluke that you ended up in the, in the world of media. Why was that then?
2: Yeah, it's interesting though. When I talk to other people in the agency, a lot of people aren't aware of media agencies as a career. So, I think people might apply to ad agencies, particularly if you've been uh, studying a, you know, a, a creative um type course at university or something like that. But uh, media agencies are kind of the the um, you know, we're big employers actually in the in the advertising sector, but we're probably less well known um, than our than the our creative cousins. So, Um, A lot of people end up in working in media agencies by fluke, uh, myself included. I think my only intention at the age of 18 was not to go to uni, but to go out and get a job. I was just keen to go out and earn money and start learning about the world of work. And I kind of did that. You know, I literally was advised that it was going to be difficult to get into most industries without a degree, um, with a couple of exceptions, one of which was the ad industry. So, um, and I'm old enough that it was literally writing letters to people. So I sent letters off to various different, you know, ad agencies, media agencies um, and retailers as well, because I was advised that that would be an easy category to get into without a, without a degree. Um, and, I, you know, at that time, I, I genuinely didn't mind. My, my intention was just get out, learn what it's like working, earn a living and, and uh, crack on.
0: And why didn't you want to go to uni? What was the, th- the, the reason, if you can remember?
2: I think my birthday is September, so I was always the oldest in my school year. And I think I just felt by the end of sixth form, I was kind of over studying and I wanted to, I was just keen to, to get out and work. And I think for me at that age, thinking about another three or four years of before I could actually go out and work, I felt like that, that at the time seemed like an age. Now it seems like nothing, of course, but at the time I thought, wow, I'm not going to be able to get a job for three or four years. That felt crazy to me. I just, I kind of couldn't wait to, to get out and work.
0: Stay with me for much more from my business shaper today. That's Jenny Bigham. She'll be with me for the rest of this hour. Uh, Time for some music right now. It's the brilliant duet of Tony Bennett with Lady Gaga and Anything Goes.
3: In all days, a glimpse of stalking was looked down as something shocking now heaven knows.
0: One of my favourite duets, Tony Bennett with Lady Gaga and Anything Goes. Jenny Biggs is my business shape today, CEO, co-founder of the Seven Stars. A really good name, by the way. How did you come up with the name? Do you remember that?
2: <laughs> I do remember that. I'll tell you the very honest answer: is we named it after a pub. So just
0: near Lincoln's Inn Field, around the back, near correct. the Royal Courts of Justice—that
2: the very one. Wow! So, which um, is a lovely
0: old pub, full of judges and lawyers. It is, if you not, like that kind of thing. Not a,
2: not a normal media haunt, no. But it was a pub that was near enough uh, when myself and my co-founders were working at Cara, it was near enough that we could get to and from the pub at lunchtime, have a chat uh, about whether we were or weren't going to jump ship and and set up. And then um, Gareth is one of the co-founders. I remember messaging us after we'd left saying, if we do this, we should call it the Seven Stars. So it became kind of the code name, uh, the kind of joke name, if you like, and then we couldn't think of anything better,
0: so we went with it. Now, let's talk about this moment when you, as you just said, we were we were thinking about doing it, and eventually we made the leap. We made the jump. If you can recall, what made you actually go, "This is it. We are going to do this"? Because you were in a very big agency, one of the best media agencies in the world probably pretty secure, nice senior role, all that. All the trappings, <laughs> a bit like a good bit of Christmas turkey. All the trappings, all those out the trimmings. But anyway, we can do trappings. I think the, the turkey should have trappings. It's <laughs> definitely got trappings. But what what eventually made you go, I've had it, we're going to do our own thing?
2: Um, I think it was, it was less, I've had it, it was more a, um, you know, there's a big opportunity here. So I think as we chatted it through, There were a variety of reasons for doing it. One is a kind of personal thing, just proving to yourself that I can do this outside of the comfort of, a, as you say, a a very safe corporate environment. Partly it was just a way of working with advertisers that's slightly different to the way that the big corporates will deal with advertisers. So, you know, just being able to service advertisers maybe with a more local requirements or more UK-only requirements or advertisers with maybe medium-sized budgets rather than the huge multi-million budgets. And partly it was about creating a place to work for people that was a bit different. Uh, so while the corporate agencies in our sector are very good employers and have lots and lots of the good, sensible things about um, employment practices and being being responsible employers and great diversity initiatives and great training courses and things like that, we wanted to set up something where... We would take all of that good stuff and replicate all of that, but to treat our team in a slightly less corporate way. So some of the things that you talked about at the beginning of the programme were absolutely intrinsic to when we set up and are still part of what we do today. So I would describe it as all about treating employees or or team members, as I call them, as human beings, uh, responsible adults. So things like I don't need to keep count of their holiday because... They're adults. They know they've got a big job to do. They know how much time they should be on the beach and how much time they should be at their desk. They can work it out for themselves how much time they should take off work versus being in work, um, and they work that out within their own teams. And they, you know, they it just kind of self-regulates. And I think there's lots and lots of things that, you know, if you think about a business, there's a lot of kind of corporate red tape things that we do even internally within businesses that you can take away and create a better place for people to have better careers to uh, be able to develop themselves in more creative ways and more fulfilling job roles really so that was a big big part of it
0: and just give me one example of taking away red tape
2: so we don't call people by a job title so if somebody starts straight from school or straight from uni for example they don't get called an assistant and then move up to an exec and then a senior exec and then a manager and then a associate director and then a director or anything like that we just call them by their name so if you start at Seven Stars, you'll be called Jane and your job is really to be the best person version of Jane, if your name is Mm. Jane, uh, that you can be. So we try not to kind of narrow cast people. We try not to make them think about their careers in a linear career ladder, what's the next rung for me basis. We try to make them think about, you know, how they can develop themselves in maybe areas that are outside their core job role, Um, maybe people moving around the agency uh, more fluidly maybe people taking responsibility over and above the day job. And that's what we try and encourage. It's about kind of being your whole self rather than how can I get to the next level? The other benefit we find in doing it that way is we take away any competitiveness about job roles. So it doesn't become a case of, you know, I want to be at that level and that person's at that level. Why am I not at that level? It just becomes a case of I want to do more and grow as an individual. What else can I do at Seven Stars that will help me to grow?
0: And just really briefly, because I, I, I want to come back to a lot of interesting things you've said. The uni versus school thing, obviously you came straight from school. What percentage uh, of, of the people you employ come from uh, straight from school, if you, if you know that? Uh, and, it, and is there a difference, or do you just not care?
2: We try and encourage people to come in at both. A very high percentage of people we recruit come new into the industry, either from uni or from school. Mm-hmm. And this year we've really kind of dialed up the number that come in straight from school. And that's for a variety of reasons – but, you know, we've had some really, really great people that come in straight from school that have turned into fantastic people. In two or three years in, it's hard to actually tell the difference. Mm. We do try and recognise that people who have been to uni are that little bit older. They've studied and they've they've achieved something over the, that period of time. So they probably join the agency at a, if you like, with with a slightly bigger role. They have slightly more advanced training to start off with, things like that. But within a few years it levels out, and some of our people who joined straight from school are now running big teams, responsible for big parts of the business.
0: Stay with me for much more from my guest Jenny Bigham. She'll be back in a couple of minutes. But first, let's hear a taster from the latest news sessions podcast, which can be found on all of the major podcast platforms. Mish Hayley Geffen explores the world of blockchain and how it affects you and your business.
1: The news sessions, hosted by Hayley Geffen. In partnership with Reya, it's business, but it's personal.
2: Hello, I'm Hayley Geffen, and you're listening to the News Sessions from Reya, where we take a look at a key area of law hitting the headlines. Today, we're talking about blockchain. What is blockchain, and why should we care? Well, it might just be the future of transactions. And let's face it, we all make a
3: lot of those. Here to discuss is IP lawyer Anne Rose from Mishkondorea
2: is blockchain going to change the world
3: I do think it could change quite significantly how people who are in countries where they, they don't have access to to finance and banks but they might have a, a mobile phone and combine with this technology it could completely transform so it could their change lives. their world if not the world I also think as well like with the trend that you have at the moment with sustainability certainly in the retail industry I think there could be quite a transformation where Let's say in, it could just be a few years' time, it could be 20 years' time, but you go into a store and you can use your phone and your scanner QR code and it will tell you, okay, that tuna, you know, this is this a is sea it came from, you can see how long it's in the warehouse for, when it was distributed, and then they might as well feed you with adverts or, or things that actually go along, but you could actually see this whole chain of information about the provenance of this item that you're buying, and I think as well that might really start to take off, especially with this whole trend and towards people being more aware of their carbon footprint and where the sources of their products come from.
1: The News Sessions in partnership with Mishcon de Reya. Find more of the News Sessions podcasts dealing with key legal matters on iTunes. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Mishkonde Reya. It's business. But it's personal.
0: There are many ways for you to enjoy all our former Jazz Shapers and indeed to hear this programme again with Jenny. You can ask Alexa to play Jazz Shapers and there you can hear many of the recent programmes or if you pop Jazz Shapers into iTunes or your preferred podcast platform, you can enjoy the full archive. Back to today, it's Jenny Bigham, co-founder and CEO of The Seven Stars, also a great pub, uh, the UK's largest independent media agency. So, uh, numbers of people, you said 200, 250-ish?
2: Yes, right. yeah, just under, yeah.
0: When you set this up in 2005, did you think you would be responsible for feeding 250 people? <laughs> I bet you didn't. Or did you have it? What did, was the ambition at I that think
2: point? At that point, we did a five-year plan to get to 100-odd people or something. Um, and uh, we didn't really think much beyond that. I think, you know, and to be honest, our business has changed... So fundamentally in the 14 years that we've been going so I always use the example of digital media so in two thousand five when we launched I certainly had never even heard of Facebook YouTube hadn't launched in the UK Twitter hadn't launched and you know today we've got teams and teams of people who are just working on optimizing Facebook and Instagram campaigns YouTube's a big um, supplier of ours so the the kind of shape of media in general, the shape of our agency, has changed fundamentally in that period of time. Mm. So when I look back on our business plan, a lot of the principles are the same around how we work with advertisers, around our values, around what we like as a place to work. But the actual work has changed beyond recognition. Wow. And that makes the
0: point, doesn't it? As you said, principles of the way you want to operate, principles of the way you want to treat each other are there. But the digital revolution, which has impacted everybody, whether it's a law firm, or a high street retailer, or an advertising agency, or a a digital media agency is fundamental. The industry around you, the media industry, and specifically the advertising industry, I'm thinking, has really been thrown. I mean, how have you managed to navigate and ensure that you are still delivering a um, desirable product at a price that you want to be at?
2: That's a really great question, and it's something that we have to we have to adapt kind of literally on an ongoing basis. So the way we run the agency at the Seven Stars is we rewrite the business plan every year. So our business year starts at the beginning of April. We spend Jan to March as a leadership team thinking about what we want the agency to be like for the year ahead. And then once we've decided that we get the whole crew together, we get the whole agency together and we share that vision, if you like. And you know, digital specialists in our agency is the biggest single team now, so people who just focus on 100% on digital and tech. It's our biggest investment, and we we just have to keep uh, the momentum going. What tends to happen is that we move with our advertisers, so we have to talk to our advertisers about what they want. We do a kind of agency of the future session with advertisers and ask them what they're going to want from a media agency, not today but in the future, and again, media tends to move with consumer behaviour. So as consumers have become much more digital, much more mobile, so the media spend has followed consumers' eyeballs. So we just have to keep, keep listening to advertisers, keep investing in the new areas that are important to the advertisers we work with and keep ourselves ahead of the market.
0: Is adaptability something that you've always been comfortable with? Was it when you were younger, was it like, well, OK, I've got that issue and there's a situation and I'm doing this and I'm doing And you just, does it, is it water off a duck's back? And is that the reason why you're able to cope with this, uh, I suppose, incessant change?
2: I think I'm I'm comfortable with change. Um, and I suppose the biggest change I made was moving from a corporate job into having my own agency. And I feel like if you've, because I've managed to achieve that and achieve that successfully, almost no, nothing else will scare me now. Mm. But equally, it's not really about what I personally want because, you know, in order for me to change a whole group of people have to come with me. So it's about bringing people along the journey and how we adapt and grow as a, as a business.
0: And how have you done that, the, the followership thing? How do you ensure that people go over the breach, into the breach, dear friends, with, with Jenny leading the way?
2: It's all about communication and being completely open about everything. So, um, for example, we have a, a commitment to get the whole company together every single week without fail. Um, we do it on a Wednesday morning, it's one of those things that we did when we were two or three people. We would catch up a, on a Wednesday just because we got to the middle of the week and wanted to know what was happening, uh, and we still do it today. So it's moved from a group of us sitting around a picnic table to you know two hundred people all at the uh, top of our top floor of our office with microphones and PowerPoint charts and things like that. But it's all about communication, and it's not a kind of all hands meeting where me and the senior people talk to everybody else. It's actually everyone talking to each other. Each team will update what campaigns they're working on, um, what, yeah, what new ads are breaking, um, all of that stuff. We'll share the numbers of the business, we'll share the finances, we'll share absolutely everything. We'll welcome new starters, we'll announce when people are leaving. We just keep it all completely open. So I think the more everybody knows, the more they will come on side. And I think, again, it comes down to what I talked earlier about treating people as adults you know you, you don't have to hide from them if you're having a bad year financially or you've you know you've got some problems in the business or something like that you just need to be very open and say we've got a problem with this and this is what we're trying to do to get out of it
0: stay with me for more from my business shape stay here on dress shapers it's jenny big i'm talking about the power of open communication time for some music right now it's art pepper with mambo koyama <laughs> That was Art Pepper. Interesting. It was two Mambo Koyama. I hope I said that properly. Jenny Bigham is my business shaper, and um, she is the co founder and CEO of the Seven Stars. The picture you paint is a very idyllic one. And I know that business is tough. And you've got 250 people, and you talked about we don't have titles, uh, they have holidays when they want, and so on and so forth. People are often defined by their title, they're often defined by their job spec. They are naturally, we are all naturally quite competitive. How do you manage the rubber hitting the road of people going, yeah, but they're, I don't know what they're paid, Jenny, but I should be paid the same or more? Because at some point, someone puts a, a kind of a title, a thing on their value. They've got to value themselves, and titles do that to a point, not very well, yep. arguably. Money does that to a point. Happiness does it to a point. But how do you manage that where people just aren't happy or aren't as happy as they should be?
2: It's not just without titles. It's without kind of the, all of the corporate constraints that go with that. So I think... What we're able to do usually is satisfy people's ambition in different ways. So the way I describe it to a new starter coming into the agency is I'll always say, you're here, of course, to do your day job, and that's the most important thing. But you're also here to help us to build the business. And you know, we really want the agency to be a place where people's ideas are listened to and where their initiatives we can make happen or they can make happen. So we have all sorts of things in place so that people can get involved with the business over and above their day job. For example, we will have what we call leadership teams, which isn't a seniority thing, but just all, everyone in the agency put into different teams with responsibility for different elements of running the business. So that could be a team of people who run the graduate recruitment day, a team of people who organize people into sports teams, a team of people who are responsible for presentations to clients, all all that kind of thing. So we have kind of this 17, 18 of these different kind of virtual teams. So people belong to a regular team that mm. where they do their work and then they belong to you know one or two of these virtual teams. Some people really, really flourish in the virtual teams and we can see them really, really develop into brilliant ambassadors for whatever that uh, virtual team is responsible for. So that's just one example, but we have... All sorts of different initiatives mm. that are basically encourage people to come up with ideas. We have a value called be an entrepreneur and we say being an entrepreneur is about coming up with an idea, making the agency better. Mm. so people can come up with their own ideas and almost like create their own careers, yeah. uh, their own career paths. so it's not it's not me saying your next step is this. It can be them saying, I would like to get involved in that. There's lots and lots of examples of people who've just got different roles, maybe roles that I never imagined that we'd need or want in yeah. the agency and people just get involved in different things. So we just try and try and encourage people to tackle career development in a creative way, not in a formulaic corporate mm. way.
0: And what about Jenny Bigham's career? I mean, Jenny, you have, you know, founded this, co-founded this agency. Um, you talked about, you know, your school leavers learning... In those two, three years, not as it's a different set of learning things versus someone that's gone to university. But continuous learning is a, is a big thing for all of us in life, especially as we work longer and it becomes much more fluid. What piques your interest? What keeps you going? What is What are the things that you look to learn about that ensure that you're fresh and hungry and all the things that you need to be as the leader of this business?
2: We've probably talked about it a lot today, so you've probably gathered it, but I think the thing that I re- get really excited about is workplace cultures and how you can do that in a different way. If I am invited to something that's about culture or about leadership or about how you can you know, do things in a more modern and progressive way, I'll always go and attend that above anything else. I do need, and all of our senior leadership team need to keep up to date with technical skills, so that's that means you know, spending a lot of time with, you know, people like Google and Facebook and our, our you know, who, who we would technically call our suppliers, but really, you know, very important media partners for us. So I suppose that would be how I would answer that question.
0: OK, good. Well, we'll come back and there may be a bit more. I've got a feeling I'm, there's, a, there's a there's a supplementary coming. You'll hear that in our final chat with Jenny. Plus, we'll be playing a track from Rodney Franklin. That's in just a moment. Don't go anywhere.
1: Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Mish Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal.
0: That was Rodney Franklin with The Groove and Jenny Bigham is with me just for a few more minutes and we've been talking about workplace culture and communication. We haven't spoken about money. You're a, uh, I don't know if you're a profitable business, I imagine you're a relatively profitable business. The business has grown, you've got more people. As we said, we had a couple of people around the, the, the table, now there are 250 of you. Does the money excite you? Do you care about it or is it just a byproduct of what you're doing? for you um, For you personally, I don't mean for the business.
2: For me personally, it is... Definitely a byproduct of what we're doing, and I even say this to people: if if I walked into the agency every day and everyone looked miserable, and no one was having a good time, but the numbers were still good, mm. I wouldn't be achieving what I set out to achieve fourteen years ago. Um, and the gucci so bag
0: on the left shoulder <laughs> and you Saint her on the right one that would be that wouldn't go down well <laughs> i'm joking she has neither well she may have them but she doesn't have them here with me now um no, so but but it it must make you happy that people's lives are kind of in your hands not that it's a bit like the policeman you don't try and try not to think about it but there must be a, an inner sense of deep satisfaction that this thing is going and continues to go
2: yeah i mean genuinely that's one of the biggest buzzes I get when I see even people coming in and making lifelong friends and Mm. things like that, just building relationships within the agency, because it's a weird thing for me, because I keep thinking, if I hadn't done this in 2005, all of this wouldn't be here. Mm. So it's, yeah, it's a a kind of, um, it's a really, really rewarding thing for me. And seeing people do well, getting positive feedback from the team uh, just means everything to me.
0: And you keep the twinkle in the eye. Um, I, I read somewhere that you got caught bunking off brownies to eat chips. <laughs> Are you still doing the same? The equivalent every... Where did you get that, Elliot? Ah, where did you get that? I told that? you, I got, I got good researchers. <laughs> but but seriously, is there still a sense of the, well, well, let's just try it, who cares? I mean, let's just be a bit naughty. Yeah, you still do absolutely. that? Absolutely.
2: I mean, fun is absolutely in my personal DNA, and I think it's in the agency's DNA as well. So we have a responsibility to our advertisers. We look after a lot of other people's money and we don't forget that. But equally, there's no point in doing it if you're not enjoying it and having fun. And if you if you can do it in a in a non-corporate and more of a fun way, then, you know, jobs are good. And
0: It's been great talking to you, Jenny. Good luck with the next 14 years. I'm sure it's going to be a, a good one if you continue to adapt and innovate the way you are. The world is changing around us, but it sounds like you are more than coping with that. Just before I let you go, what's your song Choice and why have you chosen it?
2: When we talk about having fun, one of the perks of media industry is we do get to do some amazing things. And one of the things that um, in the last 10 years that I was absolutely blown away was I was invited with Channel 4 to go to the Paralympics in Rio. Not only did we have a fantastic trip, the Paralympics was absolutely astonishing to watch firsthand and to witness firsthand but we stayed for a couple of days in Rio. We were lucky enough to have a beach just on Copacabana Beach and Ipanema Beach. So stop. This is upsetting lovely me. Lovely morning walks along, <laughs> uh, along the beach inspired me to pick uh, the girl from Ipanema.
0: Oh, here she is. The girl from Ipanema, Stan Getz and George Alberto. Lovely. <laughs> That was Stan Getz and Jean Gilberto with the Girl from Ipanema, the song choice of my business shaper today, Jenny Bigham. She talked about the importance of communication. She talked about the importance of openness. And she talked about the responsibility she felt for investing her clients' money, and as she called it, other people's money. That's it from me and Jazz Shapers. Have a great weekend.
1: Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal.